NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who save with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Breaking news tonight, Alec Murdoch found guilty in the double murder of his wife and son. The verdict in the South Carolina attorney's high-profile trial read in court just moments ago. The jury taking just hours to deliberate before convicting Murdoch on all counts for the 2021 murders. Murdoch led out of the courtroom in handcuffs, our team at the courthouse. Also tonight, severe weather on the move in the south, the threat of tornadoes and heavy rain, a state of emergency in California after records snow. Al Roker is here. Two mid-air scares. Passengers hospitalized after a fire erupts on a Spirit Airlines plane and a Lufthansa flight hitting severe turbulence. It comes as a Pennsylvania man appears in court accused of trying to bring an explosive on a plane. The alleged plot to kill Jewish officials in Michigan. The state's attorney general now saying she was among the targets. The House Ethics Committee officially launching an investigation into George Santos. The surprise meeting at the G20, what Secretary of State Tony Blinken told his Russian counterpart face-to-face. And Harry Smith on the doctor inspiring America by caring for the city's most vulnerable. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Good evening. There is breaking news from South Carolina tonight where the verdict is in in the Alec Murdoch double murder trial. The jury finding the once prominent attorney guilty on all counts in the shooting deaths of his wife and 22-year-old son at the family's property in 2021. Jurors taking only a few hours to reach the verdict after getting the case this afternoon. Let's go to Katie Beck now outside the courthouse in Walterboro, South Carolina. Katie, what can you tell us? Well, Lester, after just three hours of deliberation, Alec Murdoch stood stoic as the court heard that guilty verdict. He is now facing 30 years to life for the murder of his wife and 22-year-old son. Tonight, the jury has reached a verdict and done so quickly, finding disbarred and disgraced South Carolina attorney Alec Murdoch guilty of murdering his wife and son in June of 2021. Guilty verdict. The defense offering closing arguments Thursday, hitting hard against the prosecution's theory on motive, calling it irrational and insane. Why, why would Alec Murdoch on June 7th execute his son Paul and his wife Maggie, who he adored and loved? Arguing that the risk of financial exposure and for alleged financial crimes wasn't an impending storm as suggested by prosecutors and was not reasonable cause for the brutal killings. He's about to be exposed. And because of that, he does what every rational person would do. Go kill your wife and son. That is their theory of motive. And finally, an emotional plea to the jury to find Alec not guilty. On behalf of Buster, on behalf of Maggie, 
And on behalf of my friend Paul, I respectfully request that you do not compound a family tragedy with another. Prosecutors pushing back in rebuttal, reminding the jury that Alec lied to investigators for months, claiming the only reason he admitted his biggest lie is because he learned there was a kennel video placing him there. Well, the only thing they corroborated for you throughout the investigation, throughout Mr. Waters' cross-examination, is he's a liar. Appealing to jurors to use common sense and the evidence. I think he loved me. I think he loved Paul. But you know who he loved more than that? You know who he loved more than that? And who he's going to make sure that that life, wanted to make sure that life, he loved Alex. Katie, it sounds like the sentencing phase will begin immediately. Yes, tomorrow morning. In fact, Lester, the judge said the sentencing phase will begin. The judge will decide the sentence. We expect to hear from several witnesses on both sides. Some of the financial victims of Alex's alleged crimes will testify, as well as members of his family in his defense. Lester. Katie, back tonight. Thank you. Let's bring in NBC News legal analyst Danny Savalas. Danny, walk us through what we should take away from the jury coming back with his verdict so quickly. They came back hours later, not minutes later. So that suggests possibly that when they go into that jury room and close the door, they take an initial poll. And there may have been two, three, maybe four in the minority for acquittal, or maybe that we're not so sure. So uh, that may have required a couple hours of going over some of the evidence, because three hours is a decent amount of time. Most juries only deliberate for a matter of hours, maybe a couple days. So the uh, high Profile cases often have something like in the order of a week. But uh, generally speaking, this might just be a case of a minority that had to be convinced. And eventually they got to unanimity. Danny Savalas, thank you. Also tonight, the severe weather in much of the country. Parts of California still reeling from as much as seven feet of snow. Some people remain trapped in their homes, food and medicine running low in some areas. And in the south tonight, hail in Texas as tens of millions face severe weather in that part of the country. Al Roker is tracking it all. Al, what are you looking at? We've got a lot going on tonight, Lester. You can see this volatile line from Oklahoma down into Texas. We have tornado watches, tornado warnings right now until 10 p.m. We're talking about uh, the severe thunderstorm watches as well as part of this line moves to the east. We have this really severe risk of weather for 28 million people, large and strong tornadoes. We're talking baseball, Lester, that's about the size of baseballs. That's what we're worried about. EF2 tornadoes. And as we look tomorrow, more enhanced weather with wind gusts, tornadoes likely, damaging wind and hail, flash flood watches stretching from Ohio all the way down to Oklahoma for 24 million people. And snowfall, Lester, from Chicago to Boston, we're looking one to three inches, maybe even two to five. So a lot of weather. Hail the size of a baseball. That's right. My goodness. All right, Al, thank you. You bet. And a flight hit by severe turbulence is just one of the aviation scares being investigated tonight. The others, an in-flight fire and that possible explosive found at a TSA checkpoint. Here's NBC's Tom Costello. It happened on a Spirit Airlines flight 259, Dallas to Orlando. An in-flight emergency as smoke suddenly began pouring out of an overhead luggage bin. The whole plane was filled with smoke. It was quite frightening for a little while. A retired firefighter put out the fire, likely caused by a passenger's overheating battery. 
The flight diverted to Jacksonville. Ten people taken to a local hospital. A serious reminder, say experts, of why batteries in checked bags could pose an even greater risk. Don't put lithium batteries in checked bags. And that the simple reason is because the flight crew can't deal with that battery if it overheats. Meanwhile, in the skies over Tennessee, Lufthansa Airbus A330 experienced extreme turbulence. A Lufthansa jumbo jet flying from Austin, Texas to Frankfurt hit severe turbulence Wednesday, rocked back and forth at high altitude, seven people injured. It got really bumpy, and then at one point, the plane completely just like dropped, and everything, all the food and everything just flew everywhere. The aisle littered with passengers' belongings, food, bottles, and debris, forcing the flight to divert to Washington, D.C. And after a close call on the ground this week, a Pennsylvania man appeared in court today facing charges of attempting to place an explosive on a plane. Charging documents allege 40-year-old Mark Muffley booked an Allegiant flight from Lehigh Valley to Orlando Sanford on Monday when his luggage allegedly tripped a TSA alarm and FBI explosives expert identified commercial grade fireworks powder, fuses, and a lithium battery. Muffley fled the airport but was arrested at home. Tom, do we have any idea what the suspect's motivation might be? We don't. He did not enter a plea. His attorney says these were just glorified fireworks. That said, he was remanded into the custody of U.S. Marshals, and he has an extensive criminal history, Luster. All right, Tom Costello, thank you. Tonight, a Michigan man is accused of threatening Jewish public officials in that state as authorities confront a disturbing uptick in crimes motivated by anti-Semitism. Ken Delanian is here. Ken, a top official, is among those on the target list. Lester, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel describing the alarming incident today, saying the FBI just told her she was targeted by what she called a heavily armed man. The FBI began investigating him last month because of threats he made on Twitter. Court papers quote one tweet saying he was threatening to carry out the punishment of death to anyone who is Jewish in the Michigan government. The FBI arrested him on a charge of making an interstate threat. He has yet to enter a plea. This disturbing case comes amid what authorities say is a rising tide of anti-Semitic violence. Two men were charged last month with shooting at Jewish worshipers outside Los Angeles synagogues. And nationwide, the Anti-Defamation League says anti-Semitic incidents have surged in recent years. Lester? All right, Ken, thank you. The House Ethics Committee said today it is opening an investigation into embattled Congressman George Santos. Among other things, a subcommittee will determine if the New York Republican engaged in unlawful activity in his congressional campaign, violated conflict of interest laws, and engaged in sexual misconduct. Let's turn now to that surprise encounter between a top U.S. and Russian official making headlines. Secretary of State Antony Blinken talking with Russia's foreign minister at a G20 meeting. Andrea Mitchell is with us. Andrea, this was their first meeting since before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Exactly, Lester. Today's brief encounter was the first face-to-face between Secretary of State Blinken and his Russian counterpart in 13 months. Blinken said he made three points. Russia should end the war and engage in peace talks. Russia should resume obeying nuclear weapons limits under an arms control treaty with the U.S. And Russia should release American businessman Paul Whelan. This comes as Russia is making rare gains on the battlefield, poised to take the eastern city of Bakhmut after a fierce battle. As the U.S. worries, China is considering sending weapons to Russia. For the first time today, Blinken said that the U.S. would consider sanctioning China if it does send Russia weapons. 
Lester. All right, Andrea Mitchell, thank you. For the first time today, President Biden said he'll visit the site of that toxic train derailment in Ohio as we learn new details from federal investigators on what may have caused it. Gabe Gutierrez is there. As crews scramble to clean up this creek in East Palestine, Ohio, tonight the NTSB says it's concerned aluminum protective covers on the rail cars melted, possibly contributing to the train derailment. After facing criticism for not traveling to the site, today President Biden said he'd visit at some point. I've spoken with every official in Ohio, Democrat and Republican. East Palestine has now become ground zero for environmental activism nationwide. They're being misled. They're not being told the truth. Aaron Brockovich, of course, became a household name after exposing California groundwater contamination in the 90s, which led to an Oscar-winning movie about her life. We need to hear from you. She's now focused on what she says is an unfolding disaster here. In 30 years, we have made absolutely no progress. We continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. On Capitol Hill, bipartisan senators are trying to strengthen safety measures for trains carrying hazardous materials, mandating wheels be scanned for heat every 10 miles. Norfolk Southern says it's already committed to pay out millions of dollars to affected residents. We understand this has been a huge impact to the community, um, but we're working with the agencies to make sure we're doing this right. Is that enough? No, I'm really beginning to wonder what they're up to because it just everything here reeks. Ashley McCollum says she's dealt with watery eyes, dizziness, and other symptoms for weeks. Do you feel safe in East Palestine right now? I do not. I will not bring my children back in. And if I can't stand more than a half an hour in my own home, I would not feel safe. Tonight, federal officials are holding a public meeting about the cleanup here. Norfolk Southern is expected to attend. Buster. All right, Gabe, thank you. In 60 seconds, new evidence revealed in the case of the killing of those four University of Idaho students and the top NFL prospect turning himself in to face charges linked to a fatal car crash. Back now with new evidence in the Idaho College murders. Newly unsealed search warrants reveal that police found a knife, a pistol, and black face masks at the Pennsylvania home where Brian Koberger's family lives. Koberger was arrested in December for the murders of four University of Idaho students more than a month before. A top NFL prospect was back at the league scouting combine today, hours after he surrendered to police. Jalen Carter is facing charges in connection with a crash that left a teammate and a team staffer dead. Stephanie Gosk has late details. Tonight, top NFL prospect Jalen Carter is back showing off his skills at the NFL combine after turning himself into Georgia police last night on misdemeanor charges, taking this mugshot. He was released 16 minutes later. The University of Georgia football star is accused of reckless driving and drag racing the night fellow player Devin Willock and team recruiter Chandler LaCroix were killed in a crash. It was a car that definitely sped away. This surveillance video released by authorities shows LaCroix and Carter's SUVs driving through an intersection hours after a party celebrating Georgia's national championship. LaCroix was allegedly driving over 100 miles an hour with a blood alcohol level more than twice the legal limit. But there are questions surrounding Carter's actions that night. Citing unspecified documents, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports that Carter left the scene after the crash, then returned and gave conflicting statements to police about what happened. NBC News has not reviewed the documents. 
On Twitter, Carter writes, numerous media reports also have circulated containing inaccurate information. When all of the facts are known, I will be fully exonerated. Carter has had at least three traffic citations in the last year, including a stop in September captured on this body cam. I don't need to slow down, dude. Police say he was traveling 89 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone. As for the University of Georgia, the athletics department is going to be conducting its own review of that fatal January crash. Lester? Stephanie Goss, thank you. Up next, what's driving up the cost of car insurance, how you can hold it down after this. In the price you pay tonight, you may have noticed the cost of car insurance lately has been skyrocketing and it's taking a bigger bite out of family budgets. Miguel Almaguer on why rates are rising and how to find the best one. For Americans behind the wheel across the country, all roads lead to the same place, skyrocketing insurance rates. According to Bankrate.com, U.S. drivers are now paying more than $2,000 more a year for premiums. A drastic acceleration. Rates up roughly 14% from last year. Were you surprised to see your premium increase so much? I was. I was because I'm a safe driver. Raul Yojas, who drives more than 100 miles every day, says his new bill gave his young family sticker shock. Every single month we do our numbers, we budget, and then all of a sudden I'm out $800, $1,000 a month, and I have a son, we have to buy diapers, and that was just money that just, poof, disappeared. With the average household now paying nearly 3% of their income just on car insurance, premiums in congested cities like Orlando and Phoenix are revving up. In cities where cars are king, rates are shifting into record territory. Why are car insurance rates skyrocketing so quickly? It really has to do with the inflation that we saw in 2022. These car insurance companies are still reacting to that environment. Citing costly repairs, more accidents, and an increase in thefts, insurance companies say the approved rate hikes are here for the foreseeable future. To keep your bill in check, experts say shop around, reduce your coverage if your car is old, and raise your deductible to lower your bill. Tonight, the cost of insurance in overdrive. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News. Up next, he brings health care to some of those who may need it most. The doctor inspiring America. Finally tonight, the doctor who found his calling and his inspiration on the streets. Here's Harry Smith. Two nights a week for 30 years, Dr. Jim O'Connell has done exactly this. I don't remember me from before. How are you, by the way? What's going on? Fulfilling the healer's oath with Boston's homeless. His patient this night, Michael, tells us he spent a good portion of his life in prison. As his regrets spill out, O'Connell tends to the cut hand. O'Connell urges Michael to come to a clinic. No telling if he'll show. Who's out here? Who's out on the streets? Oh, it's a real mix of people. For example, you know, about 25% of the men that we'll see out here cannot read or write. He says most have endured significant trauma, physical, psychological. Many self-medicate, are addicted. And little did I understand how complicated it was. And you can do a lot to ease their suffering and help them out, even though you may not end their homelessness. A sweet sandwich is not get your hot chocolate, too. A classroom whiz at Notre Dame, he studied philosophy and theology, then Harvard Medical School. 
you know what, people would look at that and say, why the hell is that guy out here? You know, I don't know exactly how to answer that, but I was lucky to be thrown into it and lucky that it hit the right nerves for me. And lucky for the patients of the Boston Healthcare for the Homeless program he helped build, the envy of many a city. I love this place. It's really, really all I have in my life. How are you? O'Connell seems to have a special instinct for people at risk. His most important skill, listening, learned in his years as a bartender. His life's work featured in a new book. Should we be more empathetic as a public? Yeah, I think that's a tall order for a public, but I would say if the public had a chance to see what we've been watching for years, you, would, you couldn't help but be empathetic. Harry Smith, NBC News, Boston. And that's nightly news for this Thursday. Thank you for watching, everyone. I'm Lester Holt. Please take care of yourself and each other. Good night. We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.